Charlotte, North Carolina, and this recording is from one of our church services. For more information, visit our website at churchofphiladelphia.com. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoy the message. Some of the struggles with adopting orphans or just adopting children uh, throughout various ages is that they struggle with their identity. They struggle with grief and loss. Even if how long they may have been in an orphanage, they have become family with this orphanage, with the people in that orphanage. So they, they struggle with the change of life, of having to identify with the new family. We can see this when people get saved. Because the switch from this old way of living to now a new way of living, now we're dealing with new family, and now I'm supposed to call you brother and sister. We didn't grow up together. And really, we didn't come from the same parent in the natural, but we all came from the father. But I don't want to deal with you like I deal with my brother and sister. I don't look at you like a brother and a sister. And then I don't like the hierarchy of this family. I don't like who's in charge sometimes. I don't like the decisions that uh, the person who is making and that, 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 that the father has put in charge. I don't like that kind of stuff. Anybody, you ever had an older sibling and they're they telling you what to do? And mom and daddy gone, they left them in charge. And then they, they begin to start to utilize this power, this delegated authority to start doing stuff that they want to do. And they're treating you in a kind of way, talking to you in a kind of way. You know what I mean? And, and then they get you in trouble whenever the parents come back. Right? But because they left an authority, the parents, is, you know, they, they, they believe in them and what they say. But they ain't, they ain't really talking about what they was doing wrong. What they was getting away with. Or just another sibling, period. You know, siblings, we get each other in trouble sometimes. I'm going to do this, but I'm going to blame it on him. I'm going to blame it on her. <laughs> right? Because depends, you know, we in this new family, but everybody ain't behaving right. Everybody don't behave right. And I got to deal with your behavior, my behavior. I got to deal with, you know, your idiosyncrasies and my, and my, my, my ideologies and all this other. I got to deal with all that. And I don't like that all the time. So I don't identify that we family. I identify with the family I grew up with. That's my family. These just people I go to church with. They just people I go to church with. But we not really connected like that. You see what I'm saying? But if I really deal with you as a brother, then honestly, one of the first steps I got to deal with is how do I deal with my real brother? What kind of relationships do I have with my real family? Because see, what happens is when I get adopted, because of the rejection that I dealt with, because most orphans, orphans going to deal with what? Rejection. Because of the rejection I had dealt with in any point in my life with any people that I have dealt with, especially family, now I come into this family environment and I don't really know how to be accepted. So I have this orphan's heart that's crying out to be loved but reject love at the same time. Crying out to say, accept me, but say, I don't want to change at the same time. Don't confront me about anything. Don't deal with me about anything. Don't, 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 don't talk to me about what offends you that I did to you. Don't, don't talk to me about that. Because my family, we ain't talking about that stuff. You ever dealt with a, you know, you, ever been, you grew up in a family where they just didn't deal with issues. Just didn't deal with issues. And because they didn't deal with issues, now, now that you're in a family, this family, it's hard to deal with issues. You've been adopted to this family, but this family got a book. Your family didn't come with a book. My family didn't come with a book. But this family got a book that we supposed to go by. 
Look at how he's a good father. He said, yeah, this is the way I want the family to operate. And if you operate outside of this, then you're saying you don't identify with this family. You identify with another family. Right? So it is that, 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 that now I'm trying to come to figure out who am I in the midst of my new family. What is my identity? How important am I? What do I really mean? What do I bring to the table? What has the Father given me to be able to add to this family? But because of the structure of the family, the structure of what God has put together in the family, some of us don't understand how to come subject to the book. To be able to find that identity. Meaning, I have to operate the way that the Father wants me to operate within this family. Right? So if you do something to me, I'm supposed to forgive you. <laughs> and, and that's right, right? That, that, that if you do something to me, I'm supposed to forgive you. I'm supposed to let you off. I don't supposed to punish you. I don't supposed to smack you. And I don't supposed to fight you. I don't supposed to get no vengeance on you. I don't suppose to. But does this happen? Yes, it does. I don't suppose to cuss you out, but it happens. We choose to deal with each other outside of <laughs> the way we supposed to deal with each other. Or because we don't like the family or we're not in a place where we want to receive love, we push the family away. We push them away. It's just like an orphan. Depends on what that orphan has been through, that adopted family got to deal with the pains, the hurts, the disappointments, the rejection, all of that stuff and walk that child through to a place of healing and love. So when we come to this family, it's the same thing. We bring all these issues. And when we come, we say, okay, now, you know, we're going to judge you according to this, this book. Everybody gets judged according to the Bible. Why? Because I have the spirit of adoption. And I desperately need the love that is being, of, being made available to me, but I don't know how to receive it. So I'm in bondage to my fear of being loved. Because to be loved means I got to be vulnerable. Oh, it's quiet. Okay. To be loved means I have to be vulnerable. I have to be open. I have to let people see me in my weaknesses. I have to let people see me in my, and when I'm strong, and I have to let people see me when I'm low. Or otherwise, I'll feel like they don't love me, even though they may be trying to love me. They may be trying to strengthen me. They may be trying to be there for me. All right, let's go to Jeremiah. So I kind of want to drive home this spirit, the spirit that has been given to us, the Holy Spirit, the spirit of adoption. The spirit of adoption. Now, this is why I can cry, Father, Daddy. I have a point of reference. I have, I have identity from him. In verse 31 of Jeremiah 31, so behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. Not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, which my covenant they break, although I was an husband unto them, saith the Lord. But this shall be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, saying, I will put my law in their inward parts and write in their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. 
And they shall teach no more every man his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me, from the least of them unto the greatest, saith the Lord, for I will forgive their iniquity and I will remember their sin no more. This is a talking about the new covenant. This is speaking about the new covenant. And give me a verse 32. No, verse 33, you had it right. Verse 33. So, but this shall be the covenant I will make with the house of Israel after those days. I will put my law in their inward parts. This is speaking of the, the Holy Spirit coming into our lives, into our hearts. Now, what we learned last week is our hearts got all this other stuff coming out of it. Right? And if we could be honest, uh, this is what we deal with from day to day. Is our heart spewing or, uh, uh, you know, allowing all this other stuff to come to the surface? Sins, evil thoughts, adulteries, murders, thefts, all these different things. But this is where he said, I'm going to send my spirit right there in that place. So if I can get like, I need about four people, maybe three. If I can get about four people to help me out. I just want to illustrate something. And you're going to stand up here for a little bit. So, I need somebody to be, yeah, yeah, Makai, be good. Mm-mm, stay right there. Okay. So, they are representations of the stuff that comes out of the heart. Give me my next passage of scripture. Now, he said, no, 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 I want to go all the way to, uh, let's go all the way to Romans, Romans 7. All right, I'll explain this while they're doing that. Um, What we learned is what? All the different things that come out of our heart, all these different nasty things that come out of the heart, that's what defiles us. They're going to be representations of these things that come out of the heart. So whatever your main thing is, just, just think about that main thing. Right? That main thing you struggle with, whether it be anger or whether it be whatever it is, just think about it, whether it be the pride or whatever. Prophet Smith is going to be the Holy Spirit or the law of God because we're going to use them interchangeably in this message. Okay? So God makes a decision that when a person gets saved, let's just say this is our heart. When a person gets saved, he says, okay, Holy Spirit, go in the midst of this. And I want y'all to surround her. And around it, that's fine. So this is the state when we first get saved. This is what's going on with us. The Holy Spirit is there, but all that other stuff's still there too. So he sends the Spirit of God into this crazy place called our heart so we can have a connection to him. Right? And so we can be able to hear from him and so our spirit can be alive to him. But all this stuff is the stuff that we used to. This is, this is the life we used to live in, the identity that we're used to having. But now the spirit of adoption says, hey, you're, the, you're part of a different family. And the spirit of adoption is now making you cry, daddy, father. Come on, you got to cry it out. Yeah. You, you the spirit. <laughs> this is where we hear what? The Holy Spirit making intercession for us. So on the inside, this is why you keep on getting that pull, that conviction, those different things. Even when I'm fighting and I'm so used to choosing this. Come on, y'all pick something. Disappointment. Disappointment. Pick something. Picks up. Jealousy. This is what I'm used to. I'm used to the disappointment. Makes me isolate. Angry at other folks. Don't like myself. Make me feel like I'm not enough. You say anger. The anger. I'm used to the anger because the anger defends me. It keeps everybody away from me. That's why I walk around with a stone face. 
I walk around and, I, and, and, you know, I got sharp language because I don't want to be bothered by folks. It ain't even that I'm really angry at them. I'm just angry and I'm so used to being angry. But the spirit keep on saying. And then the envy, the jealousy comes in and says, make me look at everybody else and what's going on with them. And how everybody else seems like they better than me. And God choosing everybody else, but he ain't choosing me. God talking to everybody else, but he ain't talking to me. God seemed to be approving everybody else, but he's not approving me. Other people got blessed. Other people got money. Other people doing better. So why I got to keep on going through? I start dealing with jealousy. But the spirit keep on saying. Father. Come on. The spirit keep on because it's trying to break through. It's trying to break through. Because I'm so used to these voices. I'm not used to calling on the Father. That can help me with this. And for most of us, we're not used to calling on our Father, period. A lot of us not used to calling on a Daddy, period. So this is a, this is a foreign cry. Or daddy was there but not available. So you, you automatically think that if I call on God, he ain't going to listen to me. If I pray, he's not going to talk to me back because daddy ain't really talked to me because daddy didn't talk like that. Daddy loved himself more than he loved me, so I think that's the way God is too. That's why he want everybody to worship him. So even the way that I look at God begins to get skewed and I can't even see God for who he is. But the spirit keep on saying what? Father. Father. Keeps on calling out Father. for the father. Why? Because not, you belong to him. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, you belong to him. You belong to him. And some of us, we hate that we belong to him. Sometimes we don't like that I belong to him and he won't let me go. He won't let me just get away. He keeps on dealing with me. He keeps on pulling on me. He keeps on causing me to cry out to him. So this law now that has been sent into our heart, the Holy Spirit, this is the other law. That Paul talks about in Romans chapter 7. They're representations of this other law. I find then a law that when I would do good, evil is what? Present. So then the devil make you think, ain't no way you saved. There's no way. How you saved when every time you try to do good, you really just want to do bad? Or when I do good, that good ain't good enough. Because the father does have a standard, just like every good parent. No, I didn't tell you to clean it this way. I told you to clean it that way. Now, what did I tell you to do? You tie your shoes that way. Why? Because the standard has a purpose behind it. Because if you don't tie your shoes right, you might fall and bust your face open. Right? <laughs> but the parent understands it, but the child does not, not at that age. So even when we get saved, there's things that God is telling us to do. But we don't understand why he's telling us to do it. We don't understand the purpose. We don't understand, okay, this is, this is what's going to happen if you don't do this. We just say, I don't want to do that, or I'm not used to that. But every child, what child come out used to living? What child come out just know how to make the bed, know how to go to work, know how to wake up for school by themselves? What child does that? None. So we have to be taught, right? And then you have to be corrected when you're taught, right? So then what? We find this other law, this other teaching. Why? Because they all got voices. They speak. Why the Holy Spirit is speaking? Father. They speak. speak. 
So this is what? So after I come to God, this is why I like the things of God. For I delight in the law of God after the end with man. Why? Because on the inside of me, I'm alive to God again. So I, I like this, but I don't like it at the same time. Is this real life for anybody? Is this your real Christian life? I like this, but I don't like it. I know I need this, but I don't always want it. In fact, most of the time, I don't want it. I know, it's, I know it's good for me, but it's not convenient for me. Right? So I see another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity of the law of sin. This is what they try to do. Y'all bind your hands together around. This is what, this is what they, the law that they bring is trying to bring captivity to hold you into sin even though you've been free because the spirit of God is there and every time I come in agreement with anger, disappointment jealousy I bring captivity to myself and this captivity has no feeling meaning you don't feel like you got a devil you don't feel like the enemy is around you, not unless you're really sensitive. It just feels like you. Because I want you to think about this. As Pastor Lincoln taught us last week, these are the things that come out of our heart. The devil just comes in agreement with the stuff that's already coming out of us. And he said, I'll create an identity of a demon to match your struggle." Because I know that's what you deal with. You, you deal with lust, so hey, spirit of lust. You see what I'm saying? So it's warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. So every time I get a word, there's a fight. This is why you can be in church, get sleepy, get tired. See, we think all this stuff is just natural. It is the flesh that does not want to die. It's the flesh that says, you know, this is not good. If there's anything in you that's turning away from God when we came from him, it's like you're it's like you walking up to the parent, and, you know, and, and let's just say you got a good relationship with your parents or with your, with, what parent or guardian was in your life. It's like you walking up to them at an older age and saying, you know what, I just hate you. And you have no reason. I don't want to be around you. It makes no sense. If you really think about this, that would make no sense. If you, most of us hear about children who try to divorce their parents. It makes no sense. Why would you divorce who you came from? So we have to look at this like when we come to God, this is how we come to God. God, I need you, but I don't really want you. And that brings me into a captivity because we don't understand this is warring against the law of God that's now in my heart. This is why you have a desire to do right, but the war is so great. The fight is so great. And if we could be honest, some of us say the fight is great. You fight greatly to try to obey, to try to do what's right. And the enemy really tells you that this is pointless. So whenever somebody says something to you or the family starts to deal with you, because the family will start to come and deal with you. But it's out of love that the family deals with you, but because... Hey, I'm already on the edge of giving up. And because I'm on the edge of giving up, when the family deals with me, I don't look at it as love. I don't look at it as the father sent them. I look at it because all I hear is this war. So we got this great conflict of the spirit of God and this war around that I'm used to. 
Because these are the things that I'm comfortable with. I'm comfortable with myself outside of God. I'm comfortable with my nature of who I am just outside of him. This is why we daydream about going back into the world, some of us. When I was going to the club, I didn't have to worry about all this. When I was stressed out, all I had to do was roll an L and spark it up. And I could get away from all of this for about three hours. Depending on how strong the weed was. You see what I'm saying? When I got really, really upset, I could fight and not feel guilty. Now you have thoughts of fighting and you feel guilty. Why? Because the Spirit is bringing conviction. <laughs> and we don't like that conviction. Because we get, we'd rather hold on to the envy and hold on to the disappointment and hold on to the anger. Because that's what I'm used to. They've been dependable. I'm used to this. Right? The old wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then with the mind, I, my, I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh, sin. The question is, what is flesh? Because we don't super spiritualize flesh to a certain extent. And some, it ain't even that we super spiritualize it. I think sometimes we just don't really know what it is. We think the flesh is this, and it's not, it's not your hand. It's not your flesh. The flesh is a lifestyle lived outside of the influence of the spirit. Meaning, the flesh is lived, and if you're living outside of the influence of the spirit, meaning it's lived outside of the influence of the word. So anytime the word comes to us and we don't come subject to the word, we have come subject to flesh. But the flesh only serves sin. And sin is only just missing the mark. Take it out of your mind that sin means drinking and smoking and all this other stuff. Sin is just you missed the mark. That is the definition of sin, missing the mark. What is the mark? The glory of God. For all have fallen short. What? Of the short of what? The glory of God. So the mark is the glory of God in our lives. So when we don't, when we don't hit the mark of God's glory manifesting in our lives, then that's where I, I have to deal with the flesh. Because flesh is, has to be an operation. But flesh feels normal because it is. It is just you as a man, as a woman, without God. What you used to before you got saved. What you've been used to since you came out of the womb. So this one, when you come to God, it's like coming to, coming to an understanding that really your spirit's supposed to rule first. But we're used to the flesh ruling first. This is how I feel. And the, only, the only way that I'll change how I act is because of my morals and my teachings and the way I was raised. But I'll break some of that if the situation calls for it. Right? Y'all all right? Okay, let's go to Galatians. I told y'all y'all going to be up here for a little while. I want us to see this. Because this is just life in the flesh. You changing yours to fear? Okay, good. We can deal with that. This is just life in the flesh. We ain't even got to the devil yet. That the devil is not even involved yet. Not unless I let this reign. If I live like this, then he has right to come and challenge me. He has right to come and bind me. Mean coming in agreement with me because I'm in agreement with him. Just like a contract, it's binding. So the question is, what conviction 
has the Holy Spirit been convicting you about that you've been suppressing? And sometimes we suppress the conviction because we don't want to change. We don't want that thing to be we wrong. We not the right one. I'm not, I'm not enough yet. I haven't hit the mark yet because I'm trying. At least I'm trying. But what parent talks to their child that's flunking in school and you know they can do better and they say, well, I'm trying. And you take that. And that ain't what they do. And you know their potential. God knows your full potential. Your full potential. So sometimes when we say, well, I'm trying, he's like, okay, that's good, but that still ain't good enough. Not saying stop your trying, but your trying needs to be pushed to where you start hitting the mark. So why is it that it's good for us to push our children, but when the father pushes us, we don't like it? Why is it okay for us to look at our grades, our children's grades, but the father cannot look at your grades? You may have a D or a C, but he know you're supposed to have an A. He know you could have an A. Why? Because he know who you came from. Him. Ain't that what we get upset about? We ain't raising no dummies in here. What? Oh, you, I know you, you can try. You can work hard. You can do this. You can do that. Maybe I'm just talking about my own life. I don't know. So the spirit is still in the middle, surrounded by the flesh. Surrounded by this, this, near, this mere natural man. So this I say then, walk in the spirit. And you should not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Meaning I have to move on what the spirit is telling me. I can't just know it. I can't just know what's right. I got to do it. We think knowing what's right is good enough. So we gain all this knowledge with low application. And when God says, okay, you got enough knowledge to be able to mature to act on what you know now. The only thing that's stopping it is what? This. Flesh. And that's the, that's the signification of the orphan's heart. The orphan's heart, what? I'm just, I, I'm only going to deal with you according to the hurts and the pains and all the different things that, that I've dealt with, according to the rejection that I've dealt with. I'm only going to deal with you according to that. I'm not going to deal with you according to really who you are. Come on, give me that scripture. For the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary one to another. So that ye, ye cannot do the thing that ye would. How many people here, you want to obey God? You want to obey God? You ever felt like it was really hard to obey? You ever felt like God was being unfair with what he was calling for? Unjust. Not understanding. Not being merciful. Not being God. That ain't how God would do me. That's flesh. It's the voice of the flesh. Because the flesh says, you know what? You can't do this. Other people can. And then that's where envy started to come in. Other people can because they got more help. They got more people around them. But this spirit make you forget that you push people away from you. That you isolate yourself. This part of this personality, when the envy comes up, it makes you forget all the people you done rejected. 
but it just make you mad that other people got help, other people got this, and God seemed like he just moving in their life. Or it just make you disappointed. Well, you know what? I'm just, I can't do this. I might as well just give up. Because the next stage after disappointment is giving up. Oh, there's some people in here thinking about giving up. Giving up on what God has said. Maybe I should just stop. No, I've been there. This is not for me. Maybe this is for somebody else. God made a mistake. You ever felt like that? That was just them. That was just somebody. They had a good heart. They had good intentions. Trying to tell me the right thing to do, but that wasn't for me. Or it could just be the fear. I'm too scared to trust. And I'm so scared to trust is because of all the people I done trusted that done let me down. And you start having those thoughts like, well, no matter what, no matter who you talk to, they're going to do something. They're not going to be there. And you prepare yourself for abandonment. Because the orphan has been abandoned. The orphan does not feel like that they can be loved. Because there ain't no way you can love me. Because I really know me. So even when you act like you saying you love me, it's a lie. Ain't no way you saying you love me. And don't let the love be a little aggressive. I know you don't love me. Right? <laughs> or oh, it's just the fear of just being who, who you're supposed to be, following the spirit. I mean, everybody may reject you. And folks going to look at you a certain kind of way. And people may want to talk to you. And people may want relationship with you. And people may want to spend time with you. And people may want to be around you. You see what I'm saying? We ain't got to the devil yet. The devil, all the devil does is come and enhance what's already there. He just salt. It's like salt. You put salt in the middle, it enhances the flavor. It's just salt. <laughs> right? So what am I really trying to say this morning? Many of us, we just in bondage to our flesh. It's just flesh. It is the man that has, that is outside the influence of God. And it's simple to tell. I don't want to come subject to the word. I have come subject to flesh. I've been there. I still fight to be there every day, not to be there. Right? Yeah, sometimes I win, sometimes I don't. But because I don't win, it's because of what? This is too alive to me. This is what's more alive than the spirit. So though I know I'm his, and in that moment when we connect, I love that. But when I come down out of that and I have to live as a person, it's very difficult to tell my flesh no because the flesh has a loud voice in my life. Give me that scripture. But if you be led of the spirit, you're not under the law. Now, you know, we, we, we can make this deep. It ain't deep. Being led of the spirit is this. If you know what the word says, do that. <laughs> the spirit is not going to be in disagreement with the word. The spirit is not going to be in disagreement with the word. The beginning of walking in the spirit is just, I know what the scripture says, so I do it. The fight is, some of the scripture, I don't feel like I can do. It's supposed to be that way. Because this is where you let the spirit come forth to do. 
to empower you to, so you don't depend on yourself. For some of us in here, it is just the flesh crying out, I want my way. I don't want to die. And the flesh will cry out, get mad, get angry, get upset, tear stuff up, mess up relationships, help your whole life to not die. Because at all costs, we want to stay alive. But the Spirit said, no, since I'm here, you dead. Because you have to die. If you don't die to your sin, this sin rules you. Meaning if you don't die to missing the mark, missing the mark will rule you. Meaning it just becomes a habit. This is why some of us feel like, oh, I can't never do what's right. The flesh is in control. Lord have mercy. I thought this was going to be good this morning. I really did. I thought, I thought we was gonna, I was going to get a better uh, response. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm just teaching you the simplicity of walking in this thing. So the anatomy of bondage that some of us are dealing with is just me. It's simply me. And God is passionate about changing me. Hallelujah. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, God is passionate about changing you. So now the works of the flesh are these, and I'm going to run through these because this is pretty much almost about the same list. Now the works of the flesh are these, are manifest, which are these, the works of the flesh, not of a demon. This is just me without God. And the thing is, we'll look at this list, and before I write and run through this list, we'll look at this list and be like, no, 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 that, no. Uh, the whole list is in everybody's flesh. The whole list. The whole list is in everybody, plus and some stuff on some other lists, is in everybody's flesh. Because when you say, well, I wouldn't do that. I would never sleep with a, a, a married person. Yes, you would. Yes, you would. You would. If the situation was right, if somebody offered the right price, you would. Or at least you would pause and you would really think hard. It would bring conflict to your morals. Why? Because the flesh is like, if you're going to pay 500 grand, I mean, could part of that feel like a compliment? You think I'm worth that much? You gonna pay that? You gonna pay six figures for one night? Hmm. Don't know. I don't know. See, you see everybody in here thinking now. So yeah, you thinking now? Like, well, just one night. I mean, I could pray afterwards. You know. We go to the bank in the morning. I think everybody going to forgive me. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? It will make you think. It will make you think. You seen that movie, Indecent Proposal? <laughs> Adultery, fornication, you know, we all. Uncleanness, lasciviousness, meaning it, it, it is that driving force of your lust. That uncontrollable lust. And it ain't just for sex. Because some of us, we got uncontrollable lust about a whole bunch of other different things. And when somebody get in the way of that uncontrollable lust, they run into some other stuff. They run into the anger. They run into all these different defense mechanisms. Come on. Idolatry. Oh, I would never worship another God. But the only one we have not torn down is us. We worship us. If I want it, if I feel it, then it has to be right. So this is where stubbornness comes in. 
I get stubborn because really I'm, I, I, I don't mean this. It's not in my head, but I'm really trying to let, make everybody bow down to me, to what I want, to how I feel, to what's going on with me. So you can flow in idolatry, meaning that it ain't that you worshiping something else, but it's that you're trying to bring everybody else into control like God. That everybody got to come subject. And if they don't come subject, they get punished. They get punished. You pull back from them. You don't deal with them or you lash out at them. They get punished. It's idolatry. That goes right along with witchcraft. Control. Rebellion. So when I pull away and I don't want to do what God say, I'm operating in witchcraft. Because I still want what God wants for me. But I ain't going to do what he say. Right? So I have to find a different way around it. And the different way around it Oh, there's, there's multiple different ways. You can divine without the Holy Ghost. Meaning you can go get information without the Spirit of God and break laws and open yourself up to stuff. You can go to your psychic and go to the horoscope and, and go to all these different things that the spiritualized culture and go get you some stones and, and go do this and go, go meditate real quick. Right? Some of us may have been mixing some of this stuff. I believe in God, but I believe in Buddha. But Buddha be right too. I believe I'm going to come back. Reincarnation. No, you're not coming back. It's one time. <laughs> you only get one shot. <laughs> this is a one shot deal. You know? There's no coming back. There's no caste system. You're not going to come back as a snake if you mess up. and None of that. Hatred. I love everybody. No. You love everybody till they make you angry. Do you know God still loves people that he'd be angry at? He still loves us even when he's angry. That's not always the type of love that we have. When people get us angry, we start to hate them. Variance, emulations, wrath, strife. This is like a whole, the whole gambit of anger right here. Variance, man, I just don't, I don't, I don't really like you. I don't really hate you, but I don't. It's people I don't want to deal with them. It turns something in you. But all it is is flesh. It's not the identity that God would have for us. You see what I'm saying? See, we point this stuff out so you know what to kill. So you know when God is after it, because he comes after it by different means. He brings it to the surface. He provokes it sometimes so you can begin to kill it, bring it subject. Emulations, wrath, meaning you want to get back. Strife, seditions, you bring in division, heresies, you speaking against the things of God, that can't be God. Do you know that much about God? I have been very careful. God had to correct me. So you don't know me like you think you do. You don't. The box that you know is just what I have revealed. There's so much more to God to reveal. But we'll take that little box and be like, well, this is what I know about God because God don't know. Sometimes God is trying to teach you something through different situations about himself. Come on. Envyings, murders, drunkenness. All of this is just flesh. Not the devil. Man, it's the work of the flesh for me to get drunk. 
revelings, orgies. That's what that means. Big parties. You want to go to a big party, everybody. Everybody getting their pleasure on, you know what I'm saying? Oh, there's some people who wished you would have been a part. I was one of them. I wanted to throw one. I was trying to plan one in high school. I was trying to plan an orgy in high school. I sure was. I really was. Didn't work out. Thank the Lord. <laughs> I was trying to get some people together. We're going to come together and do this thing. Right? And then he says, such like, meaning there's more to the list. Saying of which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that these things do that these, they, they that do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. This is not talking about when you die. Okay, everybody talking about going to heaven. But the kingdom of God is now. The kingdom of God is righteousness, joy, and peace in the Holy Ghost. Meaning is how I live with him right now. So what he's saying is what? I would not be able to experience God's kingdom in my life right now if I live according to my flesh. But the trick comes in is because when I come into the congregation of the righteous, I can still experience his presence. But you leave without the kingdom. Even though the kingdom is right here. It's close. Like, it, there's nothing holding us back but the flesh. So, but the fruit of the Spirit is what? Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is what? No law. The fruit of the Spirit is what? Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith. Meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. So because the Spirit of God is still crying, Abba, Father. 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 When it's time to produce fruit, the flesh has to die. Why did Jesus get driven into the wilderness by the Spirit of God? To be tested. God tests us sometimes. He drives us into a dry place to test us or into different situations to test us. And according to what you do in that test is what you will begin to experience afterwards. Because after he came out, he got more power. And he was ready to go forward to his next step. So what is the teacher, the spirit of God, trying to help you with during this test? He's trying to produce love. He's trying to produce joy, peace. He's trying to produce long-suffering. Because we don't like when situations last too long. We don't like when, you know what I'm saying, we got to deal with people too long. We don't like being long-suffering with people. We don't like that. He's trying to produce gentleness. He's trying to produce goodness, meaning I would do what's good even when I don't like it. He's trying to produce faith. He's trying to produce meekness, meaning even though I can't go all the way off, I won't. Strength under control, right? And then he's trying to produce what? Temperance, self-control. Against such, there is no law. Okay, I got enough time. This is my focus right here. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lust. Just like this, every person got affections. I mean, they got emotions. And the flesh with every sin has an emotion behind it. So not only God don't want to just kill the flesh, but he want to kill how you feel about it. 
He wants to kill the actual feeling behind that thing. And crucifixion is done, it's a slow process. It is the nailing down of the flesh. Putting it on the cross. Dragging it to a place of death. It's a choice that you have to make. That you utterly destroy, crucifies to utterly destroy the power that this flesh has. Meaning the natural man. When you go to the book of Genesis, and this is what the Lord began to deal with me about, when he told them to subdue the earth, he was speaking to their spirit. Man was not formed yet. Meaning this particular natural man was not formed yet. He created man, spoke to them, blessed them in the spirit. So the spirit is what has to have dominion. So this is where the Holy Spirit has been. He's come in to help us with our infirmity. The infirmity is that we're ruled by this. All of us, to a certain extent, in certain areas of our life, we're ruled by how we feel and our desires, the lust. We might not want to be honest about it because it is oppressing us or it's, we want to suppress it and not really talk about it like that. Or it has possessed us and is really controlling us. And we're trying to rebuke the devil, and the devil's like, man, I done left you alone. I ain't even got to bother you. We on the same team. Why I got to bother you for? I'll come when I want to get you bound real good. The longer you stay there, the closer I get. Come on, y'all can be seated. I'm going to tell y'all a real story. There were some things that I used to deal with, and I always kind of try to be honest with you guys. There's some things I used to deal with porn, right? There were times where because what I was dealing with, stuff came into my house. I'm not talking about like, oh, I saw a demon. I have seen that coming to my house. I wasn't dealing with it at the time. It was just my season. Seasons were changing. Certain stuff happens. Things come to try me when they get warm. I know that about me. Amen? But times when I had failed, I remember a time my son was, one of my sons was just in the room. He was fine, won't sick, won't nothing going on with him. I'm sitting there watching some porn. He started coughing. Full-blown gets sick in a day. What we don't think about is what we legally open up when we follow our flesh. And sometimes when the family is trying to say, hey, come out. It's because it's not just you that you're getting opened up to. It's just your family at home and it's all of us too at the same time. So when people are trying to pull on you, check on you, you, you have to come out of your flesh and begin to allow them to help you. Because the flesh be like, I don't want nobody bothering me. I'm angry. I'm mad. Why? Because the flesh want to stay that way. You done processing. The flesh just want to stay that way. Because the flesh will begin to infect the heart. It is the nature that has come up in us that has caused us to be in bondage to it. That I don't want to do what's right all the time. Me, not even most of the time. And if I really depend on my flesh... I ain't doing what's right none of the time. It's what we call carnal Christians. Some of us, we just, you, you, we just in bondage to our emotions. And it's easier to kill a desire than an emotion. Because <laughs> with a desire, I can just wean myself off. I can shut it off most of the time. Or I can begin to check it or start dealing with it. But when I feel something, the feeling feels like me. And because the feeling feels like me, then this can't be evil. It can't be something that's not beneficial for me. Because it's just me. 
But he said, what? I want you to crucify the flesh with the affections and the lust. The flesh has feelings. The flesh has feelings. Real strong feelings, too. And will stand and defend those feelings. The flesh has feelings. But when the spirit is trying to reign over the flesh, it will come contrary to those emotions. You ever had to forgive somebody? And you didn't feel it? But you chose to, and after a while, your heart followed. Y'all know what I'm talking about? If you've been in a relationship, you know what I'm talking about. Because you say you, you got enough love in your heart to forgive somebody, but that thing still kind of be stinging in your heart a little bit. Like, you be like, man, yeah, I'm going to let you go. Yeah, I love you, but I feel like you're trying to use my love for you against me. You ever been there? Sometimes it can be with your children. You trying to forgive them and move on. And you know they really don't totally understand. Or even just another person you're in a relationship with. You got to forgive them, try to move on. And you know they really don't understand how you was offended for real. They don't, they, but they cannot, not you. So you have to forgive for your own good. So there's certain decisions that the Spirit says, okay, do this so this can die. Oh, this is not an exciting message, is it? Oh, I know it's good. I'm enjoying it. <laughs> I'm enjoying it. Because we blame a whole lot on the devil. I'm not saying the devil ain't busy. He busy now. But we make his job a little easy with certain things we do. And when God is like, okay, look, at this point, I'm trying to kill this so you can mature. Mm -mm. That's too much. We don't want to live in the spirit. We just want to experience the spirit. You ever wonder why the spirit don't always come? Because he's like, you don't really want to live with me. It's not because I'm in you. I want to live with you. But do you want to live with me? For us to live together, we got to walk together. Is that all right? So I want to really encourage you guys not to be oppressed. Take the challenge. This week, whatever flesh is trying to die that God is trying to kill, take it on to the funeral home. Just, just take it. Take it to the grave. Be a part of this process. Don't resist. Because there's some things this week that you may have to deal with that your flesh ain't going to want to deal with. Some things you may have to talk about that your flesh don't want to talk about. There's some things you may have to be honest about that your flesh says, mm-mm, don't, don't talk about that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There's some things you may have to face that your flesh is like tricking you like, nah, that ain't, it ain't really that. It ain't really that. Mm-mm. It ain't. But you know, in your spirit, your spirit is like, yeah, it is. But the flesh is like, but if it's that, I don't get to get the same pleasure that I got before. I may have to not deal with a person. I may have to not, 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 not have the same relationship with a person. Why live in conflict? Come on, look at your name and say, make a decision. Live with the Spirit. Come on, look at him again and say, make a decision. Live, live with the Spirit. And look at him one more time and say, be a part of the family. Be a part of the family.
You know, we all different, but we family. You know what I'm saying? Be a part of the family. We want to know you as family. Hallelujah. You've been adopted. I'm adopted too. We were all orphans. We all been rejected. We all been messed up. We all been hurt. We all been offended. You know what I'm saying? We all been in lust. We all been, we all done, we done did. Let's just be a part of the family. Be a part of the family. You've been adopted. I've been adopted. Let's just love on each other. And if somebody's trying to hold you accountable, let your flesh die. They see you in your flesh. Let them hold you accountable. Hallelujah. One of the initial things, and I'm done. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, and you can stand on your feet. I'm gonna ask if anybody want any prayer before we leave. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. One of the initial things you can always tell when the flesh begins to start is secrecy. It's when you don't want to talk. The flesh is trying to be in, it's trying to hide something. What I don't want to deal with. I'll tell people this, but I won't tell them all of this. It's that thing, you know, because some of us in here like to be sneaky, right? You like to be trying to get away with stuff. You know what I'm saying? Y'all know what I'm talking about? You know the flesh is an operation. So if you want some prayer, can you say, God, I want to really allow myself to mature and not be in bondage to my flesh. We're just going to come in agreement with you. And if there's any other bondages that the Lord want to deal with, we'll deal with those too. But we just want to come in agreement with you that, hey, you want to grow. You don't want to be a Christian that's, 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 that's a believer that is controlled by your emotions. Controlled by your feelings, controlled by your desires.